<laughs> I even went over this a few minutes ago with Sam. The red, the red circle starts the recording. I know, but I thought it was the freaking start button. You thought it was the green triangle, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> this is this is why I'm not a computer science major. <laughs> So it's been about two weeks since we've talked, and I'm back at school while you and Sam are still relaxing for the time being. Yeah. Sam's not relaxing, but you know what I mean. Well, I'm, well we're not going to know what he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell have not been relaxing. What's been stressing you out there, Simon? Uh, just moving. It's just been annoying. Be so because of my freaking dad's schedule. Um, I had to. Well, the day we were supposed to move, I didn't go to where we we're supposed to move. I went up to uh, San Francisco, which is like pretty much on the other side of the state. <laughs> so instead of driving south. <laughs> for two hours, you drove north for two hours? Yes. <laughs> because he has work in East Bay. But it was cheaper to stay in San Francisco because why the fuck wouldn't it be? So we stayed in San Francisco. And uh, we went to like an Oakland game and I just like walked around San Francisco. It was pretty fun. You big into football there? No, it's baseball season now. Well, at, at that time. Which baseball team does Oakland have? The A's. Oh, yeah. I always forget yeah. Oakland has a team. Mm-hmm. I never think about them when I think about baseball. Well, soon they'll be the only team in Oakland. Are the Raiders leaving? Yeah, they're going to Vegas. Interesting. I had no idea about that. Yeah, they're doing that next year, I believe. Anyway... Uh, I like San Francisco. I mean, all I really did is just, like, in the mornings, I would, because you were only there for, like, a few days, so in the morning I'd, like, walk down to Chinatown and uh, get a coconut roll and then just sort of hang around in Union Square or in the hotel and play Smash. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, you go to one of the I've, biggest tourist cities in the, in the country and you play Smash in your hotel room. Listen, I've been to San Francisco <laughs> so many times. Also, I don't have much money. It doesn't take money to wander around the city. That's true, but I don't want to pay to like go to Golden Gate Park for like a couple hours, maybe. Fair enough. I it enjoy probably, just wandering it around. Probably, yeah. It, I mean, I just, you know, it was fun enough like walking down Knob Hill to uh, Chinatown and walking all the way back up. I didn't spend as much time in Chinatown as I wanted to when I was in San Francisco. I, I go significantly less often than you do, apparently. Yeah. Well, my family has, like, this weird tradition where we go to uh, San Francisco for Thanksgiving. So that's why I have the leg up on going to San Francisco. Do you have family there? Nope. Huh. That's odd. That's a long drive from Bakersfield back when you lived down it, here. Yeah, it was long. <laughs> 
And then Carmelo is much more manageable, obviously. Yeah. Even still. It's not tradition. Yeah. We should go up there sometime soon. I mean, yeah, but the problem is getting Sam to go there, too. That's true. I don't know. Over winter break, we can plan something out. Yeah, for sure. We definitely need to hang out more. We're so far mm -hmm. away normally. So far. But once you're back at school, I'm only going to be about an hour and a half. That's true. So we can definitely have some good fun on the weekends. Oh, yeah. So after uh, we were in San Francisco, we had to drop some stuff off at storage. But as is the nature of these things, storage in uh, where I'm going, where I'm living, is very expensive. But it is very cheap in Bakersfield. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we yeah. went we went to Bakersfield to drop <laughs> off like the stuff we needed to put in storage. <laughs> and what's your, uh, what's your favorite storage company, Bakersfield? Do you like the one on Hageman? Uh, Do you like the one on Coffee? Do you like the one right off the ninety nine? I can think there's, of, like, four within three miles of my well, house. Well, there's Daryl's, which is... Daryl's, like, the premier storage company in Bakersfield, and we stored our stuff at the location on... I can't remember if it was 7th... Yeah, 7th Standard. Okay. Either that one or Snow. No, it's, I think it's Snow. I can't remember which is which. But it's the new one out by uh, Norris Middle. I don't think I've driven by that one recently. It's... It's a little weird. Define because a little weird. It, it's like brand new in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's it's most of the new construction in Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little weird. But I'm not one to judge, I suppose. Or shouldn't be judging. Or like it. And while I was there, I, uh, I spilled chocolate milk on myself at the Taco Bell <laughs> drive-thru. <laughs> This anecdote will come up later. <laughs> but back up. So did you order chocolate milk at Taco Bell? No. Or, or my just... grandparents gave me a thermos of chocolate milk, and I tried to drink it out of the thermos. But I misjudged where the liquid would come out, so I spilled it on myself. <laughs> All right. Continue this story of your milk disasters. Yeah, well, that was it. It dried up pretty quick because it's summer. Yeah. And uh, after that, we went to where we live. And that was uh, that. A little thing about Bakersfield of construction. So uh, one of my good friends is a Jack Saba. And uh, his father um, runs the Saba ad agency in Bakersfield. And he's, like, more in the know about Bakersfield culture than me and my family are. And according to him, that... Several large companies are now looking at Bakersfield uh, for hubs because it's close to LA, but incredibly cheap. So according yeah, I to, believe it. Yeah. So Amazon's opening their new Bakersfield warehouse, and then a few other companies are eyeing us up. I know so, IKEA has a uh, hub by El Tejon. Yeah, they got their distribution center, and I believe Target yeah. also has a distribution center. Um, it's by Shafter. Yeah. So, but like Actually, it's in Shafter. Yeah, but now, like, more companies that more than just distribution centers are looking at Bakersfield as a place to set up business because of its proximity to L.A. and its cheap housing. So mm -hmm. in the next about 10 years, at least from what I've heard from Mr. Seba, is that there is, is a expected boom 
in uh, Bakersfield, which is interesting to think about. It'd probably be because of e-commerce too. I'm sure a bit, but it is just based on money and proximity. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Shafter has like this weird open port law, so you can import things to Shafter, and you don't have to pay a dime in taxes. You, there's like no duty on it. Is Shafter its own town? I thought they were like an, like Oildale and Rosedale, where they weren't actually towns, just like... Uh, no, uh, Shafter is its own town. Okay. But they are about to have a land battle with Bakersfield. <laughs> so I know like a lot of the new houses built out in Shafter, people assumed that the uh, they would be within the, uh, the frontier of the Centennial School Districts, and then they ended up being in the Shafter School District, and I know quite a bit of people got a... Shafted <laughs> on that. <laughs> I might cut that out. That was bad. <laughs> but here's a good one. But people were disappointed because uh, Shafter is a significantly worse school than Frontier and Centennial are. Yeah. They don't have to build a new. High no, I don't think Shafter is getting that big just yet. But I know they are gonna build a new middle school or elementary school out there. They'll have to. The whole area is growing. Construction yeah. is. Booming. It's, it's definitely booming. I'm trying to think if it's the second or third biggest industry right now. Because I, I want, I'm trying to think if they passed agriculture. Because I know oil. No, I got the other way around. Agriculture is always number one. I'm trying to think if construction passed oil. Because oil, while it's a big money maker, doesn't employ that many people compared to agriculture. Yeah, because that's a dying industry. I think, at least in that area. It's not dying. It just takes fewer people. You don't have to pick the oil like you have to pick the strawberries. That's true. So, any other anecdotes from your travels? Mm, not really. <laughs> Just that uh, the Coliseum is uh, really shitty. That's where uh, the A's and the Raiders play. Yeah, I've never been to Oakland, so I well, know what it you was, were talking about when you said Coliseum. Have you been to Dodger Stadium? Oh, yeah, of course. Imagine that, but they haven't touched it since the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounds sticky. That's. I mean, they do have like more modern, like uh, like their jumbotron is like in color. When I, at least when I was a kid, I remember going to Dodger games and the uh, jumbotron was not in color; it was only black and orange. I never went as a kid. I only went semi recently, just because my aunt had extra tickets. Nice. The bar is nice, though. The uh, transit system out there. Yeah. It was the first time I actually got to go on it, and that was pretty cool. Nah, San Francisco Transit's interesting. I, back when I had a job, I worked with um, uh, a guy who's doing, he was doing something with transportation with his major. It's because he was part of the environmental design department, and he was uh, wanting to be like a, a transport like designer. And he was really interested in like uh, the rapid transit around the U.S. So I heard a lot about the part while working with him yeah it's just so handy yeah it's nice to have convenient transit i think uh they will have to start constructing uh some public well like a metro light rail type deal in uh bakersfield at least in the next like 10 years or so i mean there is an amtrak station I'm talking like uh <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Something actually real. Yeah, like a light rail, like 
like an Arvin to Bakersfield, a Bakersfield to Taft, a Bakersfield to Shafter, sort of Bakersfield to Delano sort of gig. Maybe even to two Tehachapi. I don't know. You couldn't do light rail to Tehachapi just because of the mountains. And I think light rail is a bit much for Bakersfield, but they definitely do need better busing. Because I know the get yeah. buses, like, they function, but they're not convenient. Yeah, they're not regular enough. Yeah, they definitely need to be better public transit in Bakersfield, especially, I believe it was last year, where um, Bakersfield was rated one of the worst cities for exercise because of just how like bad it is for walking and bicycling. Yeah, it's just a, it's a poorly designed city. California just yeah. has terribly designed cities, and I will never understand why. I think it's because they're all built in the era of the car. Yeah, it's just god-awful. All the yeah. cities you think of that have good public transportation, they were built in the era of the horse, and then they evolved through the era of the car. Meanwhile, most cities in California were built in the era of the car, and now they're evolving forward. Yeah, because the deal with uh, traveling up to uh, like the Bay Area is when you take the 101, you have to take a uh, an off-ramp to get on the uh, 880 to like travel up. Like, alongside the coast, I guess, to get more, whatever. But the thing is, to transfer from the 101 to the 880, it is a one-lane road, and everyone is trying to get on it. No, that sounds dreadful. Yeah, it is so stupidly designed, (laughs) even in the era of the car. Yeah, California's just got a design problem, but... It can be fixed. It can be fixed. There's also, like, enough people that fixing it would cause a lot of short-term issues. Like expanding that one-lane road to two or three lanes would require closing that one lane for a significant period of time. And that would cause more problems. Mm-hmm. Well, there's just challenges that have to be overcome. Of course, but they can be done. It's not impossible. And we're not the people to do it either not really no idea what we're talking about really (laughs) but we can yell at the government until they try and do something about it hopefully (laughs) if we keep yelling something will happen surely uh my sister she's going to school in arizona so we've been heading out there every once in a while well by once in a while i mean only when we really have to but we really like arizona and the thing with arizona is that, like, the the transit isn't awful like it is in California. Like, there's always traffic in California, and I'll never get why. <laughs> but in Arizona, there was never traffic. I mean, there's also, like, very few people in Arizona. Like, you're thinking of California as you've lived, like, along the coast and, like, around the L.A. area. Like, I spent a bit of time over the summer driving around Northern California, and it it's remarkably different than Southern California. Just it feels different. No, but she is going to school in Phoenix, which is, like, the big city. It's, like, 5 million oh, people. ASU? Yeah. Hey, Andrew Ward's going there. Did you ever know Andrew? That name sounds familiar. At least the Ward. Is that Robbins? No, he's... <laughs> He is not at all related to Robin, and we had to clar- he had to clarify that multiple times because uh, 
he was always part of the engineering program with me and Robin. And <laughs> they do have the same last name, but they are not at all related. But I believe he's going to ASU. It's a great school. I've never actually been. It's in a nice place. Phoenix is Phoenix is different, but I like it. It's very much like this was all built like yesterday and it was well thought out and everything is flowing nicely and it's nice. I don't know if I'd like Phoenix because I dislike the heat. The heat is just the yeah. worst. But I it cools off in the winter. What's uh, the elevation of Phoenix? Um, uh, let me quickly look that up. <laughs> So I'm trying to think if it's like if it's high up it would definitely have a nice winter but if it's like Bakersfield elevation then it would probably just it the winter time it would just be a like, thousand feet uh, and yeah that's twice Bakersfield so probably it cools easy. off yeah my my assumption would be that it cools off to like the 60s in the winter like Bakersfield does mm-hmm. it is tolerable like yeah. the heat during the day is just like beating down on you yeah, is I the worst that. but at night it's like still 105 but since the sun isn't there it's just like just a little too warm to be like manageable but it's like it's just radiating fine. off the asphalt yeah so it's just like weirdly hot it's a different type of heat no, I, I just dislike heat It's nice to go back to, I suppose, once every, like, blue moon. There are a lot of people I want to find out where they ended up. Because I do want to find out where Andrew is right now. Because it's been quite a long time since I've spoken to him. I feel like for some people, it's it wouldn't be very surprising. As is the nature of Bakersfield. That's true. But there are some people that... For the first year after I graduated, I tried to keep in contact with. And so, like, Braden Benson, who I haven't seen. He's still the background picture on my phone because I haven't changed that in five years now. But he was planning to go to the University of Boston, or whatever the name of that university is. But he couldn't convince his parents to, uh, like, pay the cost of him flying there and back. But so he was going to like Taft Community College for some reason for like a year, and then I just didn't speak to him. So I do wonder where he ended up. Yeah, that's that's an unfortunate situation. I mean, he was fine about it because he had plans to do something more. But <laughs> there are people I do wonder where they disappeared off to. It is an interesting question. Speaking of uh, college, I guess, I've been having to deal with UCSB's, like, shitty system of pretty much doing anything. So, I don't know how you guys do, like, you're signing up for classes, but how UCSB, like, figured out the best way they think they should do it is they have what's called a pastime, which is, like, the only period of time in which you can add or drop or withdraw from a class. 
And they have three pastimes per quarter. And they are all like 48 hours long. It is just such a bizarre way of doing it. Because like for transfer students, we have to do the second pastime. So for the first pastime, everyone has already picked up all the classes. They're all like filled to the brim. So for like me and all the other transfer students, we just like have to like pray there's some class open. That's it's just odd. it's such a dumb way of doing it. Cause like I had to like talk to my counselor and be like, hey, um, where are the classes? I can't sign up for these classes, my man. And they like got back to me after the pastime ended and they're like, yeah, we got you an, uh, an ad code. But I can't add the ad code because I can't add a class because it isn't a pastime. Wait, really? So even codes don't overwrite it? No. That's weird. It's just so stupid. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. The way uh, Pod Pomona does it is that at the end of the previous quarter or semester, and then at the beginning of like the current quarter or semester, there's about a um, it's about a two week gap where you can add or drop any class you want, and it doesn't affect your GPA at all. So like at the end of the previous semester, people who are already enrolled will put all their classes into a list and like basically set up their schedules for next year. And then at the beginning of this year, your classes will then be saved and then the system will like re-roll again. So anyone who like wants to drop can then drop then, or anyone new wants to add new to the school can add classes then. So I had all I had my schedule set up at the end of last semester and at the beginning of this semester, there was a two week gap where I could have dropped anything I wanted and it wouldn't have mattered. But having only 48 hours is really strange. Because our gap is, like I said, it's like it's near two weeks. I don't get it. Especially coming from uh, my previous community college where uh, pretty much you can. And, like, there's a day in which you can start, like, setting up for classes, and you could just, like, it was just the whole summer, you could just do it. That's also kind of odd, because ours, ours gives us, like, it's like a two-week, and then summer, you can't do anything, and then there's another two weeks. I think because it's a uh, community college, they can kind of get away with that sort of thing. Probably. I think for a school as large as UCSB, having everything shrunk into 48 hours would cause a lot of problems on the server side. Because that, like, just thinking about it now, it feels like that would cause a, a lot of slowness and a lot of other problems by condensing the entire student population to just... I think it's actually like, more like 72 hours, but... It's, even still, for a school yeah. that size... Even for, like, three days, that is just, like, so ridiculous. See, I know that at my school, the way you sign up for classes was, depending on your uh, standing, depending on how many classes you already had completed, uh, that would give you, like, your priority on how quickly you can register. And so, 
like seniors would get to apply like the first day and then like juniors the second day and there'd be like a day gap where people can apply for classes in just their like priority block. So like the first week of adding and dropping classes is just like the sliding scale of people who have priority getting into their classes ahead of time. That makes sense. Do you know if your school does something similar? If it's just like shrunken down to like a few hours rather than a few days? I have no clue. Hmm. So this moment, do you have your schedule? Or is it still working its way through? Um, it's so... It's, it's one of those. <laughs> Basically, sort of. So, to make up for how stupid their system is, and that they're not willing to change, evidently, you can pretty much, well, I think you can do this too, but you can just show up to class and they can give you an ad code. So, that's what I'm sort of having to do for the class with an ad code I got. But, uh, since I'm double majoring, I get to experience two different uh, departments. And apparently, uh, the East Asian Cultural Studies uh, Department, which includes Japanese, uh, just does things stupidly or just, like, <laughs> really weirdly. So from, like, the French department, they uh, looked at my uh, transcript and they said, oh, you took French already? Then you get to do the French level that you would have been if you were still going to your previous college. Congratulations. But the Japanese that seems convenient. Yeah, it's very convenient because it's like, oh, you've done one year of French. Now you can do French year two. Good job. But the Japanese department is like, well, we've seen that you've done a full year of Japanese, but we need you to do a uh, entrance exam to make sure we can put you in the uh, correct version, I guess. I don't know. I sort of understand that for a language as complex as Japanese. It's sort of like how so i had passed ap government and gotten a five on the test but i still had to take a political science test in order to prove that i could skip my political science requirement so i sort of understand that but it just feels so weird compared to like the french system it feels weird for one language to do it and not another i get that it just feels so unnecessary and kind of bullshit I don't know. From my perspective, it feels necessary to prove that you actually know what you're doing because, um, like, UCSB probably doesn't know how good this community college's Japanese program is. Because, like, me, like, if I was, like, reading off, like, oh, you did community college Japanese, but, like, what does that mean, community college Japanese? I see. So I understand it, but I do see where you're coming from, where it is weird and inconsistent. Yeah, it's just whatever, man. (laughs) Talking a bit more about me and AP credits. I am in my third year of college, but I have senior standing because of how many units I had finished ahead of time, thanks to uh, high school. And that meant that I, like over the summer, I received uh, an email. It's like a, a hole isn't placed on your account until you complete the graduation writing test. So I had to sign up for that in a few weeks to prove that I know how to write. 
Are you, in fact, literate? Exactly. For the people I've talked to, it's supposed to be just incredibly easy, but it's just a thing our school has to do for state requirements. Man, California is just so weird. Yeah. It's got a lot of a lot of a little quirks in it. Yeah. So has that been the whole of your two weeks just driving around doing nothing? Yeah. Just playing video <laughs> games in between. <laughs> uh so when we move to where we're moving my mom is desperate to get me to date someone. And uh, she's like, ooh, those I know, girls... I know the feeling. Yeah, and she's like, ooh, those girls over there are looking at you. And I just said, I'm going to go over to them and tell them, hey, I spilled chocolate milk on myself at the Taco Bell drive through <laughs> the other day. How are you doing? <laughs> that reminds me, uh, do you ever watch House MD? No. Uh, there's a scene of House MD where it's, uh, it's House, Wilson, and Chase that are going speed dating. And uh, Chase is an incredibly attractive person, and House bets him a hundred bucks that even if Chase like acts like a complete uh, idiot and slob, he's still gonna get a dozen numbers. <laughs> One of the lines was like, Chase is like, uh, oh, "Yeah, I play video games," and the woman's like, "Ah, oh, professionally," and he's like, "I wish, bruh." <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the opening line. He still got her number. That's awesome. I'll send you the clip. I enjoy House MD quite a lot. Have you just been uh, sitting around also between uh, starting school and uh, whenever we last talked? Not really. So speaking now, I had my first couple days of classes last week. So I haven't been to all my classes yet. I've been to three out of six, but two of the ones I haven't been to are labs and don't really count. And so far, um quite excited because the classes seem really nice. Uh, I've just got one upper level programming class, which is something I'm used to and good at. I'm taking uh, a graph theory class, and the instructor seems incredibly like good, and I'm excited about that. And I'm just taking an English class where it's like an intro to folklore. So That'll be real fun. Yeah, my expectations are kind of high, but perhaps too high, but... It just seemed like significantly less reading. Than is it, it like focusing on a certain region or is it like world folklore? There is no such thing as a world folklore class just because of... How broad it is. Yeah, how broad it is. So I, this is an engineering school, first of all, just putting that out there. So this is there's one folklorist and her focus is on Western European folklore. So I have... I've got the the Mag- Mabiningyan, which is a book of Welsh folk tales, and then I've just got a book of like old German folk tales, and that's basically what we're covering is that area of Europe. Only Wales and Germany. Wales, Germany, and the stuff in between. That'll be fun. Yeah, seems to be nice. And then the only other real class I have is a microelectronics class. And I haven't been to that yet, but the professor, according to the internet, is uh, quite good. So that's good. I'm hopeful. Yeah. How good is your Welsh? Uh, non-existent. That's good. The books in English. I'm not gonna learn Welsh. The yeah, Welsh pronunciation is wacky. 
Like there's a uh, in the map of Ning Yong, there's a uh, tale of this king whose his name is spelled P W Y L L. It's pronounced push. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call him Pool. Pool Powell. Pool. Powell. Yeah. Pool. Just remember that double D is the, and double L is. Like hissing like a cat. Yeah, it's sort of weird. You have to like hear it to like I guess get it, and then W is you because why not? I'm not gonna know how to speak Welsh. That's not the point of this class. I know, but <laughs> just so you can understand the pain of Welsh, we also get the word "dad" from Welsh. So that's your. Uh... Do we? Yeah. Is that not in? Thought that was like a Germanic thing. Nope. Like dad and father. Papa is. But not dad. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's what happens when you have your language next to your Celtic language is you get a bit of rub, rub off. Alright. Interesting enough. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. So I've got like a bit of homework I've got to finish before like next Friday. But none of it's difficult. None of it's like long. It's just getting us started for the year. It's fortunate. Yeah. So I've been cleaning out uh, my grandparents' house because my grandmother has moved to a retirement home. So we're cleaning out a lot of her old junk. And we found an, uh, a Pong machine. Wow. Yeah. It's not an Atari Pong machine. It's a Sears Pong machine. Holy shit. Yeah, so it's it's wood paneled, and so the first thing I attempted to do was plug it into our TV, but that's not how it works. So it's got a mono audio video cable, and if you look at like a modern game system, they generally have three cables for audio and two video, and this only has a single cable, and. I was really wanting to like figure out how to like plug it in because it's interesting. And so I was looking up and there's there's a couple old uh, like gaming forums that are like hardly used anymore. And they all talked about a uh, like a mono cable to a coaxial connector. And they mentioned it like with a Radio Shack link. And it made me sad because Radio Shack doesn't exist anymore, so I had to find that part on eBay. Instead of just going to Radio Shack like I normally would. So now I have the mono to the coaxial, but I'm at college now and I've got to send it back home. Big goof. Yeah. That's interesting. Play a old Pong game when I get back. Be fun. Yeah. Oh, speaking of like weird things that at least for me I have the option to take. So in the uh, Spanish and Portuguese department, not only do they have the Spanish and Portuguese languages, but they have Basque yeah. and Catalan. Ooh. Yeah, so I was considering as like a uh, fallback to take either Basque or Catalan. Probably Catalan, but Basque has open seats because of course it would. <laughs> Yeah, which one's going to get their independence first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, the only experience I have with Basque is like the Basque restaurants in Bakersfield. Yeah, and the the festival. There's a festival we have and Memorial Day weekend. I never went to the festivals. I just went to the restaurants. Yeah. I don't think I've had like legitimate Basque food at those restaurants, but I've been to them. It's been so long. I can't remember what I got. I remember it was that pickled tongue and that was interesting. Yeah. But like on the actual menu, it's just mainly like standard American fare. Yeah. But it's what you kind of expect. Mm-hmm. But the setup is Basque. Of course. You go there for the atmosphere. Yeah. They have good soup at Wool Growers. That's what I remember. I can't remember which restaurant I went to. There, I know, like off the 99, there's like three almost in a row. I can't remember which one I went to. Yeah, if you ever... If to people who have not been to Bakersfield, if you ever go to Bakersfield, I rem- I would highly recommend going to uh, either Luigi's, which is an Italian restaurant, but it's pretty 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 good, or uh, one of the Basque restaurants because it's just like a really different way of like restauranting. I guess it's very it's much more communal. It's very interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the Chinese restaurants where they'll serve food to the table rather than food to a person. Yeah. But it's like a long table, at least depending on the restaurant you're going to, it'll be like a long table. You're just like, everyone is sitting there. Because of the size of your group. If you have a small group, you're not going to get a long table. Yeah. At the uh, airport where I'm currently at, the uh, they have like an OG Irish flag for some reason and a Greek flag. By OG, do you mean it's the blue with the harp? It's the green with the harp. Oh, the green with the, okay. You just I never expect there to be like an OG style Greek um, Irish flag out there. So what airport is this? Uh, Santa Barbara. Okay. So this flag hanging like with the flags of all nations, like down a hallway, or is this just on its own? It's outside by the American flag. Huh. That's odd. Yeah. It's just like they have the American flag, the Santa Barbara flag, some weird Castilian type flag that I don't recognize. The Greek flag and then the Irish flag. Huh. It's not assortment. It's a very strange assortment. How high was this Irish flag flying? Because that's not the that's not the actual Irish flag. Uh, not on par with the American flag. So you know the Greek one flies on par because it's another actual country. I actually don't remember it uh, flying on par. That's because uh, America is pretty particular about how our flag rules are. I would suspect. I don't know. I think other nations are allowed to be on par because they're actual nations. But I know everything else has to be lower. Yeah. It always makes me feel weird when I see, like, those flagpoles by, like, McDonald's where it has, like, the American flag on top, and to the left, like, since we're in California, the California flag, and then to the right, on the same part as California, the McDonald's flag. (laughs) (laughs) It just feels so off. 
the state of California, the McDonald's Corporation, both on par. <laughs> now, like, that's funny. Now, it's not like at Ikea, the American flag and the Swedish flag both fly at the same height. I'm pretty sure Ikea would not have it any other way, though. <laughs> I still have to go to an Ikea. <laughs> Why do you pronounce it like that? Because that's how it's pronounced in Swedish. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be a purist with my Ikea pronunciation. I'm gonna go back. I think when you were talking about the distribution center, I think you said Ikea, not... Yeah, I did, say, <laughs> I did say Ikea, not Ikea. Selectively particular in your pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you hear about the uh, uh, Sweden and ASAP Rocky case? No, I've got no idea what ASAP Rocky is. Oh. <laughs> Basically, he's he's a rapper. That's like his. That's all you really need to know about ASAP Rocky. He's a rapper. But, uh, okay, so I've heard a lot of stories about rappers doing weird things. Is this the guy that got deported to England, or was this someone else? No, that was uh, 21 Savage that got deported. <laughs> uh, no, this time, the uh, well, ASAP Rocky, Rocky was in Sweden doing a music festival in like Stockholm, the capital city. And uh, I know what Stockholm is. <laughs> well, for people who don't know what Stockholm is. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a good amount of people in America who couldn't point out Sweden on a map, let alone know what Stockholm is. Okay, to be fair... Apart from the syndrome. It's especially hard to point out Sweden because it, Norway, and Finland are so similar. So I'm, I'd be willing to bet that people would point towards the right location, like that area of Europe, but have no idea which one was Sweden. <laughs> fair enough. That's my... That's where I'm putting my money. That's probably a lot more likely. But, uh, anyway, uh, the, the details on this situation are a bit vague, as is the nature of these things, I suppose. But the short of it is, is that, uh, a, uh, migrant person from Afghanistan who was following ASAP Rocky and his entourage for whatever reason was beaten up or had a physical altercation started by the Afghan. And uh, this resulted naturally in uh, ASAP's arrest. And uh, So wait, so, so this rapper just fought a guy? Yeah, he got into a physical altercation. Uh, he was found guilty, basically. He's basically found guilty. It's a little awkward, but uh, they uh, held him in Swedish prison. And even what are they? What are they charging him with? Assault. Assault and battery. Assault and battery. Okay. Yeah, they didn't get the battery on him, but they got the assault on him. Okay. Because the uh, Afghan was uh, saying that he had hit him with a bottle, which would have been battery. So the Afghan said that ASAP hit the Afghan with a bottle. Yeah, and that he and his entourage had uh, beaten him up. Okay. 
and the Swedish court, which had held ASAP for about a month, had found him guilty of assault. But the funny parts are, are that uh, I think Kim Kardashian or Kanye West or something like that, like, appealed to Donald Trump to, like, basically, like, get him off the hook in a foreign country for assault. And it sounds like a Kanye thing to ask. I'm going to look this up. This is weird. It's, How do you spell his name? Uh, ASAP Rocky. The S is a dollar sign. And then ASAP, like the uh, anagram or whatever whatever you'd call that. I forget. Too many gram words. But anyway. TMZ. What do you have to say? But basically, Donald Trump, like, on Twitter, pretty much, like, blasted Sweden. It's freaking hilarious. It's just, like, the last thing you'd ever expect to happen this year. He like he told Sweden that they were letting down America's African American community. Well, letting them down by like holding ASAP. Yeah, TMZ. Kanye West asked Trump to help free ASAP. This is just the next level of capitalism right here, <laughs> or just like stardom. Just asking a personal favor of the president to get your butt out of jail in a foreign country. <laughs> Naturally, Sweden declined. Yeah, it was like Trump just spoke to Kanye about his friend ASAP Rocky's incar- uh, incarceration. I will be calling the very talented prime minister of Sweden to see what we can do about helping ASAP Rocky. So many people like to see this quickly resolved. Trump said that Melania also brought the ASAP matter to him, and we know that Kim Kardashian called Jared Kushner about ASAP, who then told Trump. <laughs> this is just <laughs> such a wacky situation. I just see Trump offered to buy Greenland from Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> and then Denmark said, since everything in America seems to be on sale, we will purchase the entirety of America. <laughs> like, they officially said that. So, that's good. Good to see Denmark fire back. I had no idea about this ASAP thing. That is so funny. But since I've been traveling up and down, I've been reading a lot of news to cover the boredom. Is that what you do when you're bored? Just read news? Yeah. At least I read it often because there's so many interesting and wacky things happening as you... At least with this presidency, it's just been a ride. <laughs> I don't know. I ignore news as much as I can because I find it's mostly just a waste of time. Yeah. So, yeah, now I know about this whole incident, but, like, it doesn't help me at all. That's true, but it's just a funny... It's just a fun thing to laugh at, at least from my I perspective. Guess. Wait, have we mentioned that Sam is not on this episode yet? I don't think so. I think <laughs> people just assumed it. So the way I was going to do it is that if you notice on every episode thus far, the little icon is a tricolor with uh, red, green, blue in that order. So my plan for this episode was the icon would just be uh, a two-color switch down the middle of green and blue. 
I thought that would be obvious enough that Sam isn't here as red is his color. Well, we didn't outline this in our syllabus to the crowd. <laughs> I, I never sent you guys the style guide that I developed. No. To <laughs> <laughs> do. Let people know what it means. Yeah, Sam is currently missing today because every episode of thus far has been Simon in his house and me and Sam sitting next to each other in my house. And now that I'm back at college, me and Sam are a hundred miles away, and Sam did not buy a microphone in time. Unfortunate. So today we are without Sam. Poor boy. <laughs> but he's got other things to deal with. Whether or not he's still enrolled, being up in the air and all. No, that's a that's a just a yeah. We'll have him explain it next week, if he gets a microphone in time. Or if we record next week. I don't know. Now that I'm back at school, we can have a more coherent schedule, rather than just whenever we happen to be free. Yeah, I'll probably have like a a little more of a harder time once uh. I go to school because I'll be sharing a room with probably with uh, one or two other people. So I'll probably have to work that out somehow. Will you not have your own room? Nope. Yeah, it's something like that. My first year of college, I was in the dorms and I had two roommates. Yeah, it's going to be a bit difficult to be like, hey, I'm recording. <laughs> I don't know. If if you have the kind that go home on weekends, you might be pretty golden. Maybe. We can always just find a secluded spot to record. That's true. Like, if your school isn't busy on a Sunday night, you can just go to the library. That's true. Or I could rent out a uh, study room, because I don't believe they cost money. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It It would be very interesting to do that. Yeah, have your own little studio. That'll all work out. Yeah, I'll, I'll work it out. Yeah. But I would like to have, because now that we have things to talk about, I'd like to get more on an actual schedule. Yeah. So, your classes start mid-September? Yep. Something like the 25th, so like a month from now. Almost exactly a month. Yeah, because so I move in like weekly. the 22nd or the 23rd, and I think they start like the Thursday after or something like that. But you still haven't moved? No. I have not moved to school moved. yet because school <laughs> won't start for a month. No, I thought you meant like moving to your new house. Like, no. You're telling me you're moving for weeks. <laughs> no. Well, it's been a prolonged process. We we moved moved like maybe five days after we were kind of supposed to. So we've been in this house, but it's just been a little hectic. <laughs> Your moving process takes like 
weeks longer than it takes. Well, this is a it was a different situation because of my dad's work. Whatever you say. Yeah, this uh, this better not happen ever again. <laughs> so you said you move in five days before school starts? Something like that. I don't know the exact schedule. Eh. Five days would be nice to give you a bit of time to get accumulated. And do some, like, introductory bullshit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had, uh, like, an orientation, like, a week ahead of time as well, but... Me and my friend Max just decided to skip it and hang out. That sounds way more fun. Yeah. Though, like, an ice it's cream social, better. I think, so I'll probably just hit that up and not do anything else. <laughs> Free food. Ice cream, and I can try and find a friend. Yeah, make one friend. That's the goal. Let's see, when I moved in, so my classes began on Thursday, and my lease began on Tuesday, but apparently an email was sent out that I didn't receive that we could have moved in on the Monday. So, like, Monday night, um, like, just chilling out, uh, reading a book, and I get, like, a text message from, like, my roommate and he's saying, hey, Grant, when are you showing up? And I'm like, I'm showing up tomorrow. And it's like, but we all moved in today. <laughs> and I was like, ah, shit. So, I mean, it doesn't actually matter because the my like apartments don't care if you move in late. But it's just a bit annoying that I didn't get the email. It is annoying. Yeah. I want to tell you that I had to take my dog to the hospital. Why? So, we don't actually know why. All we know is that he cut his paw pretty badly. We assume that he cut it while chasing rats. So, a bit of background. Uh, our house in Bakersfield, the house behind us, has a big rat problem. They have two quite big trees that are just full of rats. And our dog likes to chase them. So we think that he cut his paw either on one of the bushes or on the fence while chasing the rats. So, like, he cut his paw, so we had to take him to the pet hospital. Well, before that, he cut his paw. So I bandaged it, and he immediately removed the bandage. So I bandaged it again, and then put, uh, like, the cone over his head. He still took off the bandage. So we decided that we had to take him down to the pet hospital. So I drove him down to the pet hospital. They uh, put a, a new bandage on it and then tightened his cone. And then we brought him back home. It took him a couple hours, but he got that bandage off. So like half a week later, we took him back. They bandaged it again, but like with an actual bandage this time. And then the bandage actually stayed on. And... Uh, that was before I left for college. So, like, now what I know, if my brother texts me about him, is that the bandage is actually staying on this time and that uh, they can take the cone off soon. That's good. But, yeah. He's just a dumb dog. But the big problem is, is he going to do it again? So I have to find out where he cut his foot and try to make it so it doesn't happen again.
Or maybe he will know not to do whatever he did to cut himself again. Or maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. We assume we just cut it like either on the bush or on the fence because that makes the most sense. But we just also have to solve the rat problem because our neighbors won't do anything about it. Just cut down their trees. That's not legal. Well, it's a solution. <laughs> it is a solution. I always joke that's like, if only we had an nature way to complain to. Well, I guess that would be the... No, you're county. Are you? Are you county or are you we're city? County. Yeah, so you can't even... We're county. Yeah, you can't go to the city. No. The city tried incorporating us, but um, we decided no because that would require paying more taxes. You, you can tell which political affiliation my area is by that statement alone. Yeah. <laughs> At least the... Uh... It would have been helpful for my community because we don't have a sewage line where I grew up, so. Yeah, I don't have that either because the sewage is all city. It's just annoying. Sam's city, though, because he has a sewage. City. Yeah. <laughs> city slicker over there. <laughs> it's just annoying. <laughs> it's, it's odd, but... It's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, city-county boundaries are one of the few things that don't matter. I mean, they do matter a little, but yeah. it's just one of those things, I guess. Exactly. Like, yeah, the boundary is so nebulous that it hardly matters at all. And all these weird fake city names. The Dales. Like, I've never heard of Una, but apparently it's a place. Oh, yeah, there's just the unincorporated settlements. It'll be Bakersfield soon enough, baby. Now comes the real question. How do we end it? Have you ever heard the story of Darth Pelagius the Wise? <laughs> The tragedy of Darth Plagueis. Oh, you're fucking right. Get. <laughs>